Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo. Happy Friday to all of you lovely people out there. Uh, and as always, I'm joined by Jennifer Molia. Um, what do I have to say that's exciting? Oh, I went to Build a Bear today. That's exciting. I saw. Yeah, it was just one of those weeks where it was like, I I want a little pick me up. And my friend and I went to Build a Bear and I made this pink frog. And she has a little dress. and I love the little dress. That's the moment for me. I love her. So that's my excitement of the day. What did you name her? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So I named her Sakura because that means, like, cherry blossom in Japanese. Yeah, uh-huh. And I thought it sounded, like, nice and graceful. And she's pink. So. Sakura. Now I'm thinking <laughs> about Naruto. Anyway. So true. <sighs> uh, and I am Ariel Melendez. Not that anybody other than you two can tell, but I am in a different location today. I am at my brother and his girlfriend's house. So fun. Got here like 15 minutes ago, said, hi, I'm going to go podcast now. <laughs> and uh, that was it. Love that. Pod comes first. <laughs> pod Absolutely. over everything. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I had an exciting day today. My mom surprised my grandma and I because this has been my guilty pleasure recently, guys. I don't think I've told like anybody this except my grandma. <clears throat> I have been watching Downton Abbey on Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with it. It's so good. Like, when I was younger, like, I was in high school, I think, when my grandma was watching it, when we were living with her briefly. Mm-hmm. And I fo- thought it was so boring. I was like, what the hell are these, like, fancy British people talking about? Like, and normally I like, like, I'm very into anything that Brits produce. I'm very into all things British. I studied abroad in London. I love British culture. But I, I just couldn't get into Downton Abbey. I'm like, this, these episodes are an hour long and they're talking about nothing about like, they're just talking about being rich and it's boring. But no, <laughs> it is so much more than that. It's so good. Um, so at the North Carolina History Museum right now until Sunday, it was started in October. We just didn't know about it. Um, they had a, they've been having an exhibit of the fashion of like the costumes from the show because the show takes place like it's so cool from 19, I believe it starts in 19... 19- when did the Titanic sink? Because that's the first 1917, something like that. Don't know right before I said World War One. Right before I World War One. Uh, right before World War One, because it starts the first episode takes place like the the day the Titanic, like the, when they found out the Titanic sunk. So 1912. Um, 1912. Okay, so <laughs> history. Um, <laughs> I used to know that I used to be obsessed with the Titanic for whatever reason, but um, I was too. I feel like everybody had a everybody had a Titanic phase. I think it was because yeah. of the Magic Treehouse and the, their like books about everything. Anyway, yeah. So, um, it starts in like 1912 and goes through the 1920s. So it's like all that like vintage fashion. Mm-hmm. And so the the exhibit was just costumes from the show and then talking about different aspects of English countryside life and like English aristocratic life that the show mm-hmm. showcases and like it goes into detail about like how the show portrayed these things that actually happened. Like, did you know that fans, this is like, this is history lesson before we get into hockey. So British people, like fancy, like posh, proper, like aristocratic British people, back in the day, there used to be a thing called the London season where like, basically it's like a debutante thing. Mm -hmm. They have like all their marriage age girls. They like, they go to London with them for the, I think it's like the summer, in the summer, it's like a few months. They like show them off to like the royal people. They show off their daughters and are like, this is my daughter. She's eligible to be married. Isn't she beautiful? And then once they're officially like inducted into like the season, they're allowed to go to these like fancy parties where all of these like famous, like all these like high society people are and they can like try to find eligible bachelors to marry that's so good isn't that crazy it was during when like it was during the time when like they had to go and like parliament was out or whatever so like in recess so that Mm -hmm. way like all the hoity-toity people could like get together but these parents had to like front the bill to like present their children and like all their daughters had to be like sponsored before they were like presented to the king and queen and everything and so the exhibit, I didn't know this, and according to the exhibit, it said it would 
to do this now, it costs like the equivalent of $16,000. Wait, oh my God. But back then, so they had to spend the equivalent of $16,000 back then to like dress up and like groom and like prep their daughters to like show them off to the royalty and then be like, okay, now you're allowed to socialize with these people and hopefully you find an eligible bachelor that'll marry you and like keep your status and everything. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Strange times. I mean, besides the fact that they had like a small army of servants making sure the whole estate was running, then they had to pay like the equivalent of $16,000 just to like show off their daughter for a summer. <laughs> Crazy town. Uh, crazy town. The fashion was gorgeous though. And a lot of the pieces, the costume pieces were either directly taken from photos from back then or were actual pieces from like the 20s. Oh, that's cool. Fashion is unbelievable. Like if you if you guys if you're not into like watching those kinds of shows or whatever, it can be a little slow sometimes because each episode's an hour. Um, yeah, but um, not for me. I'm really, not into, for me. I'm really into all that stuff. So I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. It's like very drama, very like there's lots of romance and like no no things that go on. I won't spoil it, but um, no no things. I mean, there's like servants getting together like i won't i'm not gonna okay. i'll 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 All refrain right. even though the show's been out for forever I'll, I'll refrain um but yeah it's like very drama very soapy mm-hmm. gorgeous english countryside in the 20s i'm here for it it's great i love it that was my day though i saw the i saw the fashion of downton abbey went out to lunch Jen and I talked about my salad. We don't need to go back to my salad. (laughs) I had the best salad of my life. And then now we're here. Yay, we made it. How's your day been? What are you doing with your brother? Uh, Well, me and my mom were out. She had a doctor's appointment. And the doctor's appointment isn't far from where my brother and his his girlfriend are at. So we just came to stop by. I love that. See the pup. (gasps) We love love puppies. See Otis. Mm. I love that crying just general fun oh guys we're thriving isn't it great 2022 off to a great start it's our year it is our year we already said it we'll say it again we'll manifest it it's our year it is our year yes absolutely so lots to get to in the hockey world you know whose year it it, it isn't so far who it's not a vander kane's year (laughs) it's not a vander kane's year yeah so uh if you're living under a rock you haven't seen Ah. that um the San Jose Sharks uh, put Evander Kane on waivers to terminate his contract. They claim he violated AHL COVID protocol. That was the reason, not gestures vaguely to all the other issues that he's had. Um, <laughs> and, we, and we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, but this was the final straw for them. He broke the AHL COVID protocol. On top of the fact that he allegedly had a fake vax card, he apparently traveled to Canada whilst COVID positive. Which is, um, you shouldn't do that, by the way. Yeah, maybe don't. Um, don't do that. So I believe the NHLPA is doing it like out of obligation to do it for him, that they're filing a grievance yeah. on his behalf. I would mm-hmm. hope that they aren't willingly being like, he didn't do the things you're saying he did, because <laughs> I think we all know that he did the things that they're saying yeah. he did and more. Yeah. Um, however, this means now that since his contract's going to be terminated, that he'll be a free agent. And unfortunately, NHL teams want to sign him because winning's more important than anything else in the world. Apparently, it's like it's like I'm not shocked, but I'm still like really, like yeah, really. I mean, at the same like we we say that, but then we look at the OHL and like Logan Mayu is reinstated, and um, that racist kid Mitchell Mitchell Miller or whatever his Mm -hmm. name is that the Coyotes drafted, he's playing again, and, like, everyone's hyping them up. I'm like, do we not remember that they're criminals? <laughs> do we not remember that? It reminds me of, um, oh, what is, his name is escaping me, but it's, like, there was a goalie with Voinov? Is that Oh, Sam Voinov, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I obviously don't know the whole story with that, but I remember for a long time there was some sort of domestic abuse stuff happening, and, yeah. like, teams Him were just, like... V names. <laughs> Him too. Yeah. That's what I'm it's, it's V names. Yeah, and it's like with both of those situations, I 
I don't really know all the details and I don't really remember too vividly, but I just remember teams were like, oh, domestic abuse situation? Come play for us anyway. Like, it, it was just yeah. very, like... And I feel like Evander Kane's situation is, like, dialed up to 100 because it's not even just, like, a- accusations of, like... I mean, the things that his ex-wife are is uh, like are like is alleging happened to her, yeah. and he's and he's caught on video waving a gun at her. Yeah, that'll do it. And, <laughs> that'll do. It. That'll and, do. It sure. And uh, and now other NHL teams are like, hey, no, we can fix him still. But why do you want to? It's like a girl Aww. with her ex-boyfriend. I can fix him. But like here's my thing also like he hasn't been playing in the nhl all year and the nhl seems to be doing fine so why bring him back like what's the point like and so this brings us to the point i think that like jen and i both really want to like want to get to i'm sure ariel has thoughts about this as well but um the front runner team to sign him is edmonton and so obviously that's causing like waves like why does like any team i mean you could insert any team's name there and it would cause waves on the internet like why would any team want to do this but so obviously like journalists want to know and so they asked um they asked ken holland their general manager and he said stuff about like second chances or whatever like blah 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 and then Mm -hmm. they asked connor mcdavid about it and this was his quote um he said if fans don't like it or the media doesn't like it or whatever it is what it is these what he needs like quote doesn't get any better either i listened to the whole thing it does not get any better yeah doesn't he basically just say like he's a, he's like a good hockey player like we want so, him in the room blah, blah, blah. he essentially alludes to uh all we want to do is win and if he if if ken believes he can help us win then that's what he can do you know what will help you guys win defense and a goalie like yeah, anything not, else. Not Connor McDavid being your only good player. Like literally you, anything else will help you. Offense isn't the problem with this team, guys. Ooh. I hate to break it to you. The forward core is pretty solid. Evander Kane isn't gonna do it. No. Like no. and yes, recently they haven't been scoring goals. This is true. I think like I think it was Koskinen who was taking yeah. like a lot of the like blame for what was going on, and then he was like, "Well, I can't score the goals." <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. He's like, "We've okay. scored." I think he said, "Like we've scored six goals in seven games." I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." But he's mm-hmm. right. But also, that's not going to be 82 games of that. So what you guys, yeah. I mean, no offense to Mika Koskinen, but also offense to Mika Koskinen, like, that is, that's not it. Like, he's not it. Mike Smith isn't it. Like, Stuart Skinner's a child, so you need time for him to develop, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a child. Like, <laughs> we can't all be the Rangers and go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shosturkin without, like, missing a beat. We can't all yeah. do that. We're not all as, as fortunate as the Rangers. Yeah, like, it's... It's just, I'm just, like, words, no, don't got them. It's just, and then, I I mean, this is my personal gripe. I also heard that the Hurricanes are involved, and I'm like, please, God, no. Not after the whole tone. Like, don't you learn your lesson? Like, Well, Tony's doing great, and everybody likes him, so it we rehabbed him. Why not rehab another? Guys, I'm not kidding. Like, I walk around PNC Arena. People have Tony D'Angelo t-shirts. Why? Oh, I just like that we'll rehab another. Like, and there was, a, there was a kid with a sign. It was, like, right before around Christmas. I saw a kid with a sign that was, like, all I want for Christmas is a Tony D'Angelo extension. Well, I wish I was kidding. Unhinged behavior. I, ju- I have the... Like, oh. it, it just frustrates me. And, like, I, I've been retweeting a bunch of stuff about this. And the, like, main point that I'm trying to get across, and I think a lot of other people are trying to get across, is that, like, this is the reason why, like, hockey culture, so to speak, like, isn't changing and isn't improving. Because Connor McDavid, like, arguably the biggest voice in hockey right now, definitely the biggest voice in men's hockey, definitely the best player in men's hockey right now, is saying, like oh, it basically doesn't matter, like, it all comes out in the wash kind of thing. And, like, if this person who's so prominent is saying this, like, what are the people that aren't 
as prominent as him saying because it's well, probably the same or worse <laughs> yeah well this ties into that because we brought up d'angelo like he got a 10 minute misconduct the other night for mouthing off at the ref and um yeah he argued with them it was it was stupid anyway so this so he got asked about it obviously and he said i didn't really say that much to him but i guess that's what goes on nowadays you can't say anything without people getting upset Shut up. <laughs> no, you can say things without people getting upset. It's when you say uh, racist and homophobic shit and white supremacist shit. That's what gets people upset. Yeah, Justifiably upset. I just, I hate that argument of like, you can't say anything nowadays. It's like, no, just don't be mean. <laughs> like, just don't say offensive way. things. Like, I don't know why it's so hard for people to grasp. Like, just don't be offensive to people. Literally. I don't like, get it. There's ways to be funny. There's ways to make your point. There's ways to do like all the things that you're complaining about without being disgusting and being offensive. Like I don't under anyway. Anyway, speaking of disgusting and offensive, um, Kodak Black went to a hockey game. We're just on point with the with the transitions today. <laughs> Kodak Black went to a Florida Panthers game, and uh, for those of you, it's those who Black don't here. know, those who don't know who Kodak Black is, he's a rapper. That's pretty much all you need to know um about him he's a rapper he lives his life and uh apparently he's uh, a criminal he gets arrested a lot in florida uh anyway so we went to a florida panthers game the nhl was so excited like yay a famous person at our hockey game that isn't in la um and posted the photos of him and was like hey cool nice to see you kodak black and then shit hit the fan in like the worst way possible so <laughs> I don't, I mean, if you want to find the video, it's very easy to find it. I think a lot of people have seen it. It has 7.8 million views from the original poster. I can only imagine how many it has from any uh, reposters. Um, So this guy was uh, living his life watching the Panthers game and then noticed, oh, something's happening in Kodak Black's suite. And I don't know how to put this in like a PC way. So I'm just going to like, if you're... If you're under 18, just close your ears real quick. Um, Kodak Black was having sex in his suite. Like, just straight up having sex with a girl in his suite in front of everyone <laughs> in the world to see. On video. Yeah. And there were uh, people trying to claim that he was dancing with the girl. I saw the zoomed in, like, the close-up photo of the person in, in the suite, like, recording him, quote-unquote, dancing with this girl. Doesn't help the point. Doesn't help the point. Still looks like he's having sex with her. Yeah, it's, um, it's certainly, um, certainly growing the game, you know, cer- certainly. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I wish I saw the... <laughs> I wish I saw the tweet I saw about that. It's like, oh, they're surely making new fans tonight. Hockey is for everyone. Hockey is for everyone. Especially Kodak Black and his lucky lady. I like how you said that, his lucky lady. I think the funniest part is, I think the funniest part is they could have easily gone behind the little partition, like, that's right behind the, like, yeah, so there's, like, so in arenas like i'm sure most people know what suites and arenas look like there's like the two little rows of seats and then there's a little partition and then there's like that standing area in the back with like stuff they could have just gone behind the little partition behind the seats like even if you just saw kodak's like top half you don't know what he's doing on the bottom half but he just like draped her over the stairs and was like living his life yeah in my good christian hockey game Right next to uh, Roberto Luongo and Bill's. Right next to the... That was the best part, guys. It was right next to the Florida Panthers front office. Literally, in the video, you kind of see them looking over like, what the That's fuck the- is going on over That's there? The best part of the video. And they just look directly back over. They're like, what the fuck is that? Um, and so, obviously, since L- Roberto Luongo is the king of Twitter... I love him. He had something to say about it. His tweet about it is probably my favorite thing ever. Uh, at Strombone One, our good friend Roberto Luongo. I love him. He said, PA announcer, please keep your eyes on the puck at all times. Everyone, okay. Kodak, honey, turn around. It's not safe. Oh, I can't. Literally, this was, I was working that night, guys, and I had posted, because there was a really nice Panthers goal earlier in that game. You can only imagine the comment section after this Kodak Black yes. video dropped. 
But let's grow the game, guys. Hockey's for everyone. Yeah, it's like on the surface, it's like haha funny meme. But if I think about it for too long, I'm like, it's just such a violation of privacy for everyone involved. Like, yeah, I was just saying, not to mention illegal. Yeah. yeah, in Florida, especially. I didn't. I didn't share the video. I like. I liked it. And like, you know, when you like a tweet to like, so you can reference it later on. Yes. Yeah. That's what I. That's why I did that because like yeah. I wanted to send it to people because I, I. I had the mindset of like if I had to see this, then everyone I know has to see this because. No, exactly. Basically. My eyes are burning and I can't unsee this. So now you guys have to see this and can't and won't be able to unsee it. Um, but I didn't retweet it or like say anything else pretty much about it because like, like you said, like I felt icky kind of like retweeting it being like here, like <laughs> put this on my Twitter page. Like I, like, I don't know how that's different from sharing it with people I know, but like, I guess privately is different yeah. from publicly. Like, I don't know. I just... I don't want that on my time. Like, uh, if you go to my page, I don't want like a video of Kodak Black like having sex in public to come up. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And it's just, it's. I mean, if I was the person that filmed it, I probably would have tweeted it also. So, like, I don't blame him. But like you said, at the end of the day, it just feels like a big violation of privacy. And like, think about how many. I understand like the Panthers don't have like the biggest turnout for games, but like. Imagine you're like a parent and you like brought your little kids to the Panthers game for the night. Yeah. And it's like, Daddy, what's he doing in the suite? Like I uh, mm. I wasn't looking up. I hope that I hope any kids, children that were at the game were just watching the game. We're just so intently focused on the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I mean, this is like I uh, I don't I, there's just so many things I could say and so many things like I my brain is just like fried thinking about this because i had like and he's like the most like he's a very questionable part like from like my side of it working in like media like covering this event like obviously we had a tnt game the next night and we got warnings like hey like because biz and liam like were talking about it on twitter they might bring it up on the broadcast so then it brought to a- us to a point of like well what can and can't we say about it? What can and can't we clip about it? How far are they going to take it? They ended up only saying like something in passing at the beginning of the broadcast. So it wasn't that big a deal, but yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we had and, like, even before when he was just pictured at the game, when, um, when the NHL tweeted the photos of him, which they ultimately ended up deleting. Um, we were going to post the photos of him there. And then, you know, we always, we always dig deep into people that we cover. Like there are certain like athletes that we try not to glorify with like past allegations against them and things like that. Mm -hmm. Has a past of like sexual assault accusations against minors. I was going to say, isn't like, didn't he get arrested? Didn't he do things? Well, apparently he has like an extensive arrest record. Like, like someone I know, knows someone that like lives in that area of Florida and like, like they have connections like the police or whatever and they're like oh yeah like we know him because we see him all the time because he's a degenerate (laughs) like the only thing that i could tell you about kodak black is when i was in like eighth or ninth grade his song tunnel vision was like really popular with like the guys in my school and the lyric was kodak they don't want to see you winning they want to see you in a penitentiary so and then like (laughs) i i looked it up just for reference because i want to make sure that i, I have that right. single song by him and i don't like, know yeah, who that's, the man is. that's the only thing i'm familiar with and if you read the genius description it's in tunnel vision kodak black raps about serving jail time the corrupt prison system and other issues that he's faced <laughs> in the past <laughs> yeah i his top five songs on spotify never heard them yeah, yeah like that's i, said, I that's the only the memory was. that i have and the fact that the only memory of him that i have is Kodak, they don't want to see you win, and they want to see you in a penitentiary. Really, really just sells it. Fast forward to the video of him in the suite. Um, (laughs) Did not want to see that either. I don't want to see him winning, and I don't want to see him doing whatever that is. Doing his lucky lady. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I... I... Can't we just have like one normal like celebrity at a hockey game experience? Like, would love that. 
Like, I feel like because celebrities are so, like, well, like, like, guarded at MSG and at, like, Staples Center, we don't get, like, these moments, but, like, just something. Like, Pete Davidson was at an LA Kings game and all we got was, like, a photo. We couldn't have done something else with that. Like, him talking. Like, he goes to Rangers games when he's in New York. Like, can we get him to, like, talk about, like, people like him now. Let's talk about, like, let's have him talk about hockey. Let's have him grow the game a little bit. Like... (laughs) Like Chance the Rapper is like the only famous person that like did like that I can remember of of late. Him and Snoop Dogg are like the only two that like grow the game at all. Yeah. Ah, deep sigh. Well, Kodak, thanks for a fun Kodak moment. I guess. Potentially, <laughs> yes. I saw something that was like, uh, "Wow, the kiss cam's like gone too far this time" or something. I was like, "Stop!" Yeah, I think I saw that too. <laughs> It's not this. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we, I mean, we just do a whole episode about how on so many levels that's wrong, but no, literally (laughs) we have bigger fish to fry, like the NHL all-star game rosters, because the all-star game is like three weeks away or something. Yay. Question mark. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, um, let's go through the rosters, shall we? Yeah. Uh, have them here by uh, division in alphabetical order. So the uh, Atlantic division, we have Patrice Bergeron, Rasmus Dahlin, Dylan Larkin, Jonathan Huberdeau, Nick Suzuki, Drake Batherson, Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, Jack Campbell, and Austin Matthews, who was voted the captain of the Atlantic division. In the central, we have Clayton Keller, Alex DeBrinkett, Nathan McKinnon, who was voted captain, Kale McCarr, Joe Pavelski, Karel Kaprizov, Cam Talbot, UC Saros, Jordan Cairo, and Kyle Connor. In the in the Metro, Freddie Anderson, Sebastian Ajo, Zach Wierenski, Jack Hughes, Adam Pellick, Adam Fox, Chris Kreider, Claude Giroux, Tristan Jerry, and Alex Ovechkin, who is your Metro captain. In the Pacific, John Gibson, Johnny Goudreau, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, your division captain, Adrian Kempe, Timo Mayer, Jordan Eberle, Thatcher Demko, Alex Petrangelo, and Mark Stone. Those are your all-stars. That's your first round of all-stars. There will be last men, men in voted in, and also apparently they're trying to get even more people in than that, but we'll see. Yeah, my my general thoughts are like all of those kind of add up. None of them. There aren't any that I'm like really like all of them kind of make sense to me. The um, only the only like comment, <laughs> but I mean like, like actually though, they're they're all kind of like okay. <laughs> like I can see it. My only thing is, and I was talking about this earlier today. Chris Kreider is a good hockey player. He's a very good hockey player. He's one of my favorite hockey players. But the fact that you're putting him in the all-star game without Mika's advantage. And I understand that Mika can still be voted in and like great if that happens. But how how is he gonna do anything if he doesn't have he's uh he's top four in scoring goal scoring right now. So it does make sense for him to go to the all-star game. Um and he also made the similar point of who will I have there to pass to me. But <sighs> I think it's nice that he's getting like recognized for the year that he's had because it's been has he gone before? Yes, once. Because I was gonna say I don't remember if he had gone. I was gonna say I think he's only gone once. So yep, yeah, once. he. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was always kind of on the cusp. Yeah, um, he's and obviously out of box. Makes sense. I think because he's streaky, except for this year, for the mm-hmm. most part, he tends to be streaky. That people love to shit on his contract and everything but in general he's been a very consistent player for the rangers for a long time um obviously adam fox is like goaded but um (laughs) there's 18 first timers which is cool insane yeah um my i have a couple issues with some of these choices why on earth is dylan larkin going and not lucas raymond that's fair yeah, I think what I would say about that is it's like the NHL's name recognition thing, okay. how they're like Dylan Larkin's a big name. Exactly. And that brings me to this point. That's a perfect so, segue. That's a perfect segue. I hope I wish you I was hoping you'd say that. So Emily Kaplan, who I love we lo- I love her dearly. She's but the best. 
this i just i was like girl so this says just a reminder on how nhl all-star rosters work they are selected by nhl hockey operations that department colin campbell chris king isn't necessarily looking at players that are most marketable or what makes sense from an entertainment perspective isn't that their whole job you would think you would think like that's I thought that's why they pick certain people like they just like when like because because every team needs a representative right there are, there are times they just pick a player and they're like well you're the you're that team's captain or you're their most recognizable player you'll go doesn't matter how good of a season you're having like exactly like Rasmus Dahlin is having an okay year but he's arguably the most recognizable well-known player on the Sabres mm-hmm. Tage Thompson's having a much better year than him and he has to get voted in last man in yeah, it, it is that, which is why when we said, like, yay, it's the All-Star game, I'm like, yay, question mark? Like, like sometimes it's fun. Most of the time, it's fun. But I feel like a lot of times it's just, like, why? It's really, I, I wish, it's, a lot. It's, it's not as fun as it used to be. Like, this is me, be, no. like, this is, this is me acting, like, I guess this is my boomer moment. But, like, <laughs> I remember, like, my favorite stretch of time for All-Star Game was, like, 2011 to, like, when they ended the All-Star Draft. That, like, period of time when they, yeah. like, drafted each other. I love the draft. And the NBA still does it. And I love it because, like, it was just, like, they had... And it and it eased those requirements, right, of, like, mm-hmm. play, pos- positions to fill. Now with these, like, four small division teams, you really have to hit, like, we need this many defensemen. Yeah. We need two goalies. We need this, this. Like... If you have just the East and just the West, mm-hmm. all that fades away for the most part. You still need like a balance, obviously, to play the actual All-Star game. But it's not we need two goaltenders from the Pacific Division, which is ass. Like now it can be like two goalies come from the Central and we can get Troy Terry and Zegras in in the from Anaheim because they're Anaheim's best players this year. Um and then you just have them fucking draft each other. The All-Star game is supposed to be about having fun and showcasing the best of the best. Why not let them let go and have fun? I don't understand what the league didn't like about that format. I thought it was hilarious. I loved the one year when Ovi got hammered and he was sitting there begging to get drafted last so he could get the car. That was what I thought of immediately. I yes. think it was 2015 yeah. or 2016. Some, and uh, just like watching stuff like that, it goes back to something we talk about a lot, which is like, the NHL doesn't really allow their players to show personality in ways that other leagues do. Like, the NBA is the best at it, and we've talked about that before. But even, like, the the MLB, I've seen a lot more, like, mic'd up segments and, like, stuff like that recently. And the NHL, like, it's here and there, but there's really not a lot of it. And it sucks because, like you said, the All-Star game is literally made for that. Like, made for the players to show their personality and to have fun. And, like, it's so, yeah. it's still so sterile, like everything else. <laughs> breakaway competition when Patrick Kane made a puck explode with his Clark Kent glasses <laughs> on when we still liked Patrick Kane like those were the fun days like when the when the all-star game was in Raleigh and it was the one of the first years they I think it was the first year they did the draft ever um and PK Subban for the breakaway competition wore Jeff Skinner's jersey yeah for his shot because he wanted the hometown crowd to like him like that shit that like needs to come back in the all-star game. Cause that was why I, I don't care about the actual all-star game. I care about no. the skills competition and them having fun and mm-hmm. goofing off and like taking selfies and like making TikToks now. Cause that's what the kids do <laughs> yeah. and whatever. Like I don't care about like a balanced game. No, nobody does. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, and, and that comes to like the snubs thing as well, because they asked, so Nazem Kadri is quietly having one of the best seasons ever. He is. Yeah. He's fifth in the league in scoring right now. He has like 40 something assists. Yeah. Like, he's insane. And I mean, we could go, like, that's a whole other issue about like why Nazem Kadri doesn't get the respect he deserves. And that goes into like, be, like him being a person of color and all that you kind know, of stuff. Racism. Casual hockey racism. Um, but Nathan McKinnon, so he was asked about it because he's go him and Kale McCarr are going, and um, they asked him about Nas not making it. And I mean, I I I mean, this might sound a little harsh, but it's kind of true. He said it's silly. I don't think every team should send a guy. It's an all star game, not a participation game. It's true, and it's he true. Said like what everybody's thinking. 
Montreal has won like five games or something. I was gonna say they should look at your record and then decide Literally. if you deserve an all-star. Like, why are well, I don't want to see anybody there from Montreal? I'm gonna look at their record because I'm I'm curious now because it just no, it's bad. And I love I mean like I I mean my favorite player plays for the Sabres, but they're bad. Arizona, bad. Why I don't no one no games. one wants yeah they've won seven games. No one wants to see someone from no. that team play in an all-star game. It's funny. Except I, Montreal fans. Except Montreal fans. And maybe then, maybe not even then. I was talking about this yesterday about how, like, the last positive memory I have of the All Star game was all the John Scott stuff. And, yeah. like, that, that whole movement, I'm assuming that everyone listening is familiar with it. If you're not, quick Google search. Um, but the whole reason behind let's vote John Scott into the All Star game was. The All-Star game is a joke, and we want it to be fun. And the fact that the NHL asked him to, like, denounce this whole campaign behind him, and he had to get online and be like, guys, stop voting for me. And, like, people still voted him in. I think that made people want to vote him more. Exactly. And (laughs) his his Players' Tribune article, which when I was talking about it yesterday, I reread both of his Players' Tribune articles, the one he made about the All-Star game, and then he wrote one, like, right before he retired that's called, like, five goals four kids or something like that it's cute um but i was reading the one about the all-star game and just rereading that part where he talks about how like people from the nhl called him and they were like we don't think your kids would be proud of this like i would have seen red i i would not have been able to handle that so like it's just and the fact that like that story has been given to like movie production companies and stuff like it's such a feel good like it's he's just some guy like and a it, guy like him and then he makes it and the fact yeah. that he scored in the All Star game and he had only had like I think one point that whole season on like five career goals like something crazy and like he wasn't nominated for MVP but everybody just tweeted for him to be MVP and then like the team accounts are getting in on it and, like all the other players and then like he was MVP and I think I think he played one NHL game after that and then he was like I'm done like I'm, I don't need to keep playing and I was like you know what good for you John Scott because you went through so much you got sent to the AHL you got traded you got tossed I around. I love that story and on a smaller scale I mean it happened before that was Zemgis Gergensen's when he broke yeah. into the league like his whole like town or like I think it was like a campaign across Latvia as a country like they all worked to vote him into the all-star game mm-hmm. because they loved him and they were so happy that someone from his from his hometown in his tiny little town in Latvia made it to the NHL mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those are the stories that like we we should be building up to your point like Exactly. It's so st- like, and again to reference what you said, it's so sterile. Like, mm. it's like I don't want to watch these guys lazily play three on three, no, for a giant check for charity. Like, I just, I so just don't, don't want to be there. I mean, that was that whole like hit, like thing where like Sidney Crosby never played in the All Star game because he would always fake an injury to get out of it, mm. and. Ovi started doing it too, and so then the league started doing punishments for not going to the All Star exactly. game. I'm and trying that's... to find because I know they made a rule after John Scott that like you couldn't vote someone in or something if like that situation happened. Again. That's when they started. That's when they started doing the last man in thing, and they yeah, started yeah. doing like the like instead of you could vote in whoever you wanted. For last man in, they gave specific people for each team that could be last man in, and And you had to pick. As soon as we get something fun, you just take it away. Like, the minute. (laughs) As soon as, like, people find a way to make the sport fun or, like, exploit a rule, they make a rule that fixes that rule. I'm trying to find what is... Or how they think it fixes that rule. It's something like if they get traded or if they get sent down, they can't be made a captain or something like that. And it's like... Yeah, because that's what they tried to do with John Scott. Exactly. That's why they sent him to the AHL. It's so specific and tailored that, like, if you look back on that rule, like, 20 years from now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they made that because of John Scott. Like, the the one time we had fun. Yeah. Well, there's so many many rules that are, like, the so-and-so rule because so-and-so did this and... Now they have to change it. Like there yeah. are ones that there are rules that like make sense that they did, like the Sean Avery rule where you can't face you can't stand in front of a goalie face on and like taunt them. <laughs> you can't, like yeah. you can't get in their face and be like Uncle Daddy. Like that was like an actual thing that like should have been corrected. But yeah, there's so many rules like that, like triggered. 
Like the offside challenge is the Matt Duchesne rule. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they introduced they introduced the challenging because Matt Duchesne was eight miles offsides and it cost, I forget who, a playoff game, mm-hmm. a playoff series. Like, they find things that they fucked up and then they're like, oh shit, we fucked this up. All right, well, we'll just change a rule and that'll be fine. And then it'll all be normal. Like, chill out. You're sp- like, this is a game. I think we forget that these these are like grown adults playing a children's game for a living. Literally. Like- like that's that's all sports by the way like all sports are literally people being like we're playing a game that we played as kids that we like but now we want to get paid to do it as adults Mm -hmm. pretty much Uh, and that's what hockey is (laughs) i i think what's most important um is alex ovechkin is going to the game he said Mm -hmm. because it's in vegas he's like it's in vegas i'm going good for him imagine (laughs) flat out said it though the the last the last <laughs> all-star game we'll ever see Ovi at because it's in Vegas. No, He's literally. like, it's in Vegas. I'm not missing that one. Essentially. I think I think the only other way that he would go to the All-Star game is if if, if they're hosting it. If if yeah. Washington's hosting it. Most I was likely, gonna say yeah. if it's in DC. Because yeah. a one-game suspension, honestly, they don't care. Like yeah, no, one, exactly. no one cares. In the they get a vacation. Like exactly. lest we forget, lest we forget, they get a break. They all go on vacation for All Star break. Like all the players that like know for sure they're not going to the All Star game, they tell their significant other, like, "Hey, book a tropical vacation for this weekend." Because peace we- out. Like, exactly. and they do it in groups. Like they all do it in groups. Like you'll see like a bunch of young players, like who all have like girlfriends. That, like they'll all go to like Cancun, and it's yeah. like eight of them, like, four couples who all planned the same trip because they all knew they weren't going to the All-Star game, so they're like, fuck it, let's leave this city because it's fucking cold. Unless you're in, like, Florida. So, like, if I'm Ovi, and Ovi even said it before, he's like, I'll take the one game because, guess what? Then I get an extra day with my kids on vacation. Yeah, and that that just goes back to, like, obviously if you're an athlete you know that like it's a 24 7 365 well except for like the summer but like it's a 24 7 365 even then you're still working out and all that yeah so like you're playing games every night so if you're i think your first all-star game when you get like let's say you're a really good player and you get like nominated almost every year whatever your first one obviously you're gonna want to go and like get recognized and like check it out but if you're a player like crosby or ovech why did I just say his name like that, Ovechkin? And I'm assuming that a player like McDavid is going to get to this point sometime soon because I forget that he's like not like 19 anymore. Um, like when you're getting nominated year after year, you almost, I, I assume you almost feel like you're doing this extra work for the league. And like, I would get to a point where I'd be like, no, I want my break. Like, I want my time off. I don't want to continue to put my blood, sweat, and tears into promoting this league that kind of sucks like yeah i mean and like you keep saying like they make it so boring for them that mm-hmm. it's like why do i keep going every year to do all this boring crap when i could take the l take a one game suspension and spend an extra day with my family when i've gone a million times to this thing like it should get boring it does get boring after a while and that should be the league's job to make it not boring mm-hmm. like like I like you said, like they look bored a lot of the time. Yeah, just or they're like, on the bench, like straight face, like or they're explaining like whatever gimmicky thing they're doing, like for the skills competition, and they're like, okay, like whatever. Yeah. And then there are some of them that are like genuinely hard, and they get frustrated. Like I remember, I think it was Tyler Sagan last year or last time they had an All Star game, and it was like that one where you had to like lift the puck through the different slots. Mm. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, and he kept fucking it up. That one was, like, genuinely hard. And some of them just, like, picked it up and threw it. Yes! But that's what made it funny at the same time. Like, that's what made it fun. But I just miss, like, I miss the breakaway competition. I think that's my favorite part. I just miss, like, the goofy crap. Jake Voracek using Johnny Goudreau as a child. Oh, my God, I remember that. Or the players kids when they like like if uh, if like yeah. a player had like a kid that was like big enough. Yeah, to, wasn't like, it like Pavelski or someone who used his his son? Yeah. Like, yeah, right before that, and that's that. why Voracek did it with Gaudreau. Yeah. <laughs> that's the shit and like the goalies not caring and like doing like somersaults and whatever, like trying yeah. to make wacky ass saves. Like <laughs> like I know Carrie Price used to do that a lot, like mm, roll around yeah. in the net. Like 
That's see, those are things we remember. I don't mm-hmm. remember anything about the last few All Star games. And, I was gonna say, like, like, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in the last All Star game. Like, I remember it was in St. Louis. I remember they had like the Kachuks like fling shit off of like the top. Oh, of, that like, was the, a yeah, the, that was a competition. Was like, like shooting the first, from the stands. Yeah, that's like the only thing I remember was they they like were touting out the Kachuks and they had to like shoot off of like the fir- the first level concourse or whatever yeah. like onto the ice into the net or whatever that's the only thing i remember and tyler's getting frustrated with the stick lift yeah yeah that's really all i remember and my favorite player went to the all-star game in san jose i don't remember what happened in it i know he was there and he scored that's all i remember yeah like, I remember his first All-Star game in 2011 when he got drafted, and the draft was all crazy, and I think that was the year Phil, it was the first one ever Phil Kessel got drafted last. <laughs> and, like, the breakaway competition, I think that was when Ovi wore, like, the, the like, cowboy hat with, like, the string. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, P.K. Subban switched. Like, I remember a bunch of things from that game. And they changed it. I think it was because they were getting drunk in public, but, like, come on, everybody I mean, is drunk. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the draft when we had the <laughs> we had the Sagan trade. Oh, like, oh yeah, again, but <laughs> that was fun. Wait, didn't they do that in the All Star draft? They traded. Yeah, yeah that, was in the, that was in the draft. They were like, "Oh, you guys remember this one?" That's funny. That's doing it. God, it's so annoying. I can't like <sighs> this freaking league. Um. So for our last little bit, I actually just found something that I thought was interesting because I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. So um, Jay Fresh Hockey, I'm sure you guys follow them. They did a overrated and I don't know if it was them actually. Oh, no, it was them. They did an overrated and underrated players fan summary. Okay. okay. So I don't know how we should go about this. Maybe we do like who's who do you think is overrated at each position, I guess. So we'll do... Most overrated, most overrated forward defenseman goalie. I, I agree. So I'm looking at the list, but even before this, I had my thoughts on goalies and defense. But I, forward, Wait, I don't really send that in our group chat. The link, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to have a little visual. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I already like know who I think are the is the most overrated defenseman and goalie in the game, but. I need um, to, yeah, I need to. But now I, I have a think. list. Um, My brain is not functional. Because I agree that Carrie Price is the most overrated goaltender in the league, and that's what fans say. <laughs> that's what and- I thought was going to be. Yeah, and my funny. my number one defense overrated was Drew Doughty. He's number two on this list. Mm-hmm. But okay. I do agree that Seth Jones is overrated. Okay, that's fair. Um, I thought this was interesting. Number one most overrated forward, Mitch Marner. Yeah, I don't think I think he's like I don't I wouldn't say overrated. I would say overrated. I would say fan rating, like by public opinion wise, he's not overrated. His contract makes him overrated. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like I think he's just appropriately rated. And that's purely based that's purely based on playoff performance. Because when you're getting paid almost eleven million dollars, you should also be a playoff performer. But that's like a different conversation for another day. And we've had part part we've partially (laughs) had that conversation before. Yeah, I was like, I think we went through Um, before. The other name on this forwards list that I thought was interesting was Patrick Kane. Because I feel like Oh wait, I was sitting in the wrong place for this list. I don't think he's overrated either. That's the thing. This list of overrated forwards, I don't necessarily agree with any of them. Yeah, like Tavares, I don't oh, really yeah. agree with Zibanejad. I really don't like. I would honestly say, like a player that, like, I'm trying to think of players that got, like, I guess, like Taylor Hall. I always thought was kind of overrated. Mm. Um, I always kind of thought that, like, after this past year, that Philip Deneau was kind of like overrated. Yeah. For like, I mean, he is good defensively, but like, I he was playing on Montreal and they had like an overrated year in general. Max mm. Domi has always been kind of overrated to me. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Like those guys, I don't. I don't really think any of these guys. I feel like yeah. these forwards are people that. Well, first of all, Leon Dreisaitl being on this list is is garbage. <laughs> Hilarious. But, I think. I think that's honestly just to me the way I read this list. It's just guys you hear about a lot. They're not. Yeah, like, I think it's. Really I think overrated. it's guys. I think it's guys you hear about a lot and guys that have huge contracts. Mm-hmm. Because Austin Matthews is on this list, and mm-hmm. he's. Other than Ovi, he's the best goal scorer in the league. Yeah. So, to me, that's not overrated. 
that's perfectly rated. Yeah, like, um, the more I look at this list, I'm like, these are just names you hear a lot. Like, even, even yeah. like, Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Leonard, like, these are just names you hear a lot. Yeah, and, like, Jonathan yeah. Taves, he, Jonathan Taves isn't overrated. He was literally out for a year with a mysterious illness. Yeah. Like, yeah. please, like, give him time to come back t- to himself. Yeah, yeah, my my thought on him was I was going to say, like, I guess you could argue he's not as good as he used to be, but it just goes back to that injury thing that, like... And age! <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not as young as he used to be, either. He's not... I mean, like, like people say it all the time, like, the playoffs are like a drag. Like, imagine winning three cups in five years, but going to, like, at least the Western Conference Finals, like, six years in a row or whatever. Like... Yeah. That's a grind. You gotta get fatigued from that, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever watch, like, on NHL Network when they rerun uh, teams' like Stanley Cup mm-hmm. videos. If you ever watch the, the, the 2015 Blackhawks one, they were, like, I don't know how they won that cup. They were decimated when they won that cup. Like, the, Duncan Keith was that team by the, by yeah. the end, basically. <laughs> like, that... And that gave, but that's a testament to the fact that they were won three cups in five years and went to the Western Conference Finals. I think every one of those five years. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a wear and tear. When you talk about the sport being twenty four seven, three sixty five, yeah. you're literally playing to the top of to one hundred. You're giving a hundred percent from October till the end of June. Yeah, mm-hmm. for five years in a row insane i i can't imagine that plus injuries yeah. no wonder you're exhausted i'm sorry that you're not playing up to tip top anymore like <laughs> i mean like that i mean i can make the same like defense like same defense in drew dowdy's case but drew dowdy just gets talked about so much more than he needs to be i and agree he's, with that and mm-hmm. he, he is still ranked in like the top five defensemen in the league or whatever all the time and i'm like on what planet are we all okay yeah. Like yeah. please, like please. This um, this underrated list. The first thing that caught my eye. Oh yeah, we can move on to the underrated list. Is Jack Campbell top four on both lists? Oh yeah. Oh wait, he is on. Underrated. Yeah, he's number four overrated, overrated and number please. two underrated. So what is it, guys? I think he's underrated. That's my opinion. I I yeah. I think people are just tired oh. of hearing. I feel like that's like a Leafs bias like, Leafs, yeah. thing. Yeah. Like both ways that's Leafs bias because I feel like that's why Mitch Marner's number one overrated forward mm-hmm. and yeah. Austin Matthews because Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and John Tavares are all on the overrated list. I yeah. think it's more like, grr, we don't want to hear about the Leafs. Which yeah, is, I think yeah. it's, Pretty which much. I get, but also like, dude, if they're good, they're good. Like, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a thing of like I, t- I talk about this with the NBA a lot like the Golden State Warriors we hear about them all the time when they're bad and we hear about them all the time when they're good like I'm tired yeah. of hearing about them like mm-hmm. the Leafs were hearing about them when they were shitty at least on my timeline and stuff like I had to seek out people talking about them yeah and yeah. now that they're really good everybody's talking about them again so like that's that's just what comes with being good like lightning players the same thing everyone hears about Victor Hedman because He's good. A, he's really good, but B, like <laughs> the Lightning have won back-to-back cups. They're the, one of the best teams in the league. Like everyone's gonna be talking yeah. about them. Um, shout out on defense, number one un- underrated Devon Taves, noted Quinnipiac Bobcat <laughs> Devon <laughs> Taves. Yeah, baby. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I was like, every I time that. I see like a good play from him, like there was one this week, and I was like. Wonder, wonder what his alma mater is. Wonder. I uh, wonder where he went to college. <laughs> and I'm so happy I can root for him now because he's not an Islander anymore. <laughs> that was another, like, I, I had seen people posting about it and somebody was like, the Islanders made him who he is. And I was like, actually, the People's United Center of Hamden, Connecticut made him who he is? That's but, right. Word. Well, back when, I, back when I he played his TD, TD Bank Center. It was TD Bank Arena, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Devon Taves, uh, who y'all traded for two second round picks, missed me with that. Um, and then number three, most he's number one for me and most underrated defenseman, Jacob Slavin. Um, just because, like, this is also a boomerish opinion of me, but like, this is probably my most like boomer hockey opinion. Defensemen, please stop prioritizing offensive output from defensemen. No, like, I agree, they are no, defensemen, their job is to defend. If you do not have defensemen that can defend, you're fucked. 
Case in point. Case in point. Edmonton Oilers. No, literally. Like, have all the offense you want. If you can't have someone that defends, then you're fucked. Yeah. Some of these names are, like, McAvoy, Latang. I don't necessarily think are I think I think McAvoy is on there simply because he wasn't nominated for the Norris last year, mm, which, yeah. sure, be upset about that. I saw a lot of cases that it made sense he should have been nominated for the Norris last year, but Kale McCarr and Adam Fox are just, like, cheat codes at this point. Yeah. Roman um, Yossi, too. I wouldn't say he's underrated. Yeah, I I thought the same thing looking at the goaltenders. I didn't think John Gibson was underrated. I think he was prior to like last year. Yeah, I was like he's he was pretty good, pretty good. No, I think I think last year really when people saw how he carried the ducks on his back, I was like, yeah, this yeah. has been the, this has been like his entire career there. Exactly. Yeah. So the ducks I would have said I would have said that last year, but I think yeah. that like now i think he's getting the respect he deserves i would say the top once you like the top four goalies i think i might have ordered them differently but i think those four goalies are the most underrated in the league Mm -hmm. at the moment um maybe i would have thrown ned in at five where tristan jerry is um but like i haven't really been thrilled with Ilya sorokin and like I, I mean, yes, I'm a Rangers fan, and I do prefer Shesterkin, like, my Russian goalie. But but at the same time, like, I haven't, like, I can't remember the last time I saw people being like, oh, my God, Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, I and, feel like I don't see anyone like, talk about like, oh my God. This is going to come out sounding so bad, but I feel like I don't see people talk about him unless they're Islander fans. Like, I don't, I haven't seen a league-wide thing where everyone's like, oh, my God, this kid on the Islanders is so good. Like, it's kind yeah, of I want to look up his stats. Like, yeah, he's good. Because the like, Islanders are like. It's like, yeah, we know. You watch <laughs> To be fair, year. they haven't played a lot because of COVID and everything. Yeah, but at the yeah, same time, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, Igor, Igor plays, like, two games and his save percentage is, like, 950. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he's started 21 games. He's 9, 7, and 5 okay. with a 9.25 save percentage. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not bad, but then you look at Igor. And then you look at the other people. I googled the Islanders to look at their record, and three minutes ago, Islanders Johnston suspended three games yes. for check to head. Yep. <laughs> Ross Johnson. Meanwhile, nice. Igor Shesterkin. Igor Shesterkin is sixteen four and two in twenty one starts with a nine thirty nine save percentage, yeah, as mean. he should. And he's been like a monster right. recently. So, I think that's perfectly. I mean, I do really only see Rangers fans talking about Igor Shesterkin, and it kind of surprises me a little, considering like the track record of goalies in New York. You would think like, oh, if someone's performing. Like if like like we said earlier, if you're seamlessly transi- tr- transitioning from Henrik Lundqvist, one of the best goalies, the yeah. best goalie of my generation, to mm-hmm. Igor Shesterkin, who's ob- another generational talent, like you would think that people would be talking about that more. You would think. Um, the other interesting one on here is Freddie Anderson. Yeah, because I I've said this before. Like I think he the, his problem in Toronto was that he was overworked. Mm-hmm. He would start, like, 70 games. And, like, watching him almost, like, exhausted you. Like, you were like, give the guy a break. And it was just... I think think also because um, uh, Morgan Riley was on the list of overrated defensemen. I think, in general, the problem in Toronto is... Instead of blaming, like, the actual problem, which is Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner can't score in the playoffs, and maybe you're paying Mitch Marner too much money... Instead of recognizing that that's the actual problem, and I've said this before, yeah. they try to find a scapegoat and then just get rid of the scapegoat and say we fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, like Jake Gardner. Oh well, we just blame Jake Gardner every year for a fuck up in a game seven, which the series shouldn't even have gone to that game seven. Or it's like, <laughs> like if you actually played the game the way it should have been played, like that fuck up wouldn't matter. But he gets blamed anyway, and then he gets traded and they're like, oh, great. Or he signs somewhere else and they're like, oh, great. The problem's gone. The playoff destroyer's gone. Then <laughs> Freddie gets inconsistent in the playoffs because he's fried from starting 70 regular season games. 
and they're like, oh, well, it's Freddy's fault because he can't make a save. Well, let's get rid of Freddy. Now we now we fix the problem because we have Jack Campbell and Peter Morazic. Like, I'm waiting for, like, who... And, like, they Who's blame next? Morgan Riley. They blame Morgan Riley one time. I'm like, yeah, that's his pro- That's the problem. Like, I... Like, they never actually, like, zero in on the problem. <laughs> yeah, and I, I looked at Anderson's stats just because I was, like, curious. So, in his... Obviously not counting the last year in Toronto because... He's hurt. Yeah, he was hurt for a lot of games. Oh, uh, let's see. 66, 66, 60, 52. Yep. That's the, um, yep. And that's over, um, that's almost two se- different seasons of 4,000. So, like, man was tired. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with, like, that's why when the Rangers were really good and, like, Henrik Lundqvist was in his prime and all that, like, yes, he started, I want to actually compare because he started a buttload of games, but we oh, always yeah. had consistent backup goalies we had cam talbot we had uh marty buron we had anti ranta like there was it was a revolving door in a sense but it was also just consistent goalies where if hank needed a rest yeah, you weren't, you weren't like him. you weren't like sweating like we're gonna lose this game yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying because you knew that if like michael hutchinson was going in for freddie that like you were probably gonna lose that game and it's in such a tight division like every game counts you know so like hank uh let's see it's except for his last season 52 61 55 64 46 62 43 62 67 so it's it's the same but it's like you know what it's it's in a i feel like it was just i mean he's also like a psycho but yeah that yeah well that's a whole other story but I don't know. I just, when you know that your goalie can't handle that workload, they're not a workhorse like that, then maybe change that instead of blaming him. Yeah. And saying it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because the the Blackhawks won cups with goalie tandems as well, that with Corey Crawford and someone else kind of taking like half and half. Exactly. I don't know. I, I find these lists very interesting because I love the way, I love seeing the way other people view players Mm -hmm. and the way they view someone's contribution like william nylander at number four of the most underrated forwards he should be number one i agree oh absolutely william nylander is probably the most criminally underrated player in the in the in the nhl right now like all positions especially for again the playoff performance he was the most he's been the most consistent leafs forward that has stayed like all these years that they've been going to the playoffs. He's been the most consistent. Mm-hmm. It was him and Zach Hyman, yeah. but Zach Hyman's not there. So, and he's getting paid $6 million. Well, the rest of them get paid $11 million. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so good. I will die on that hill that William Nylander is a $10 million hockey player anywhere else that isn't Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Probably. He's so good. Oh, he's so good. Anyone else who's part of William Nylander Nation, holla at me. And Zach, Hyman, and Zach Hyman Nation. Oh, he's so good. I love Zach Hyman. He, actually, he might have ended up on this list for me for underrated forwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he didn't, because I think people's like thought changed when he got like the payday from the Oilers. I feel like I, I feel like a lot of people see co- contracts as like recognition of talent. Mm-hmm. In a sense, when that might not, that's not always necessarily the case. If that makes sense, am I making sense? Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like if you ask, ask me like a year ago, like pe- if you ask people a year ago who's underrated, people are like, oh, Zach Hyman, Zach Hyman. But now that he's making seven, eight million dollars, however much in Edmonton, they're like, oh, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's perfectly rated. Um, but I also agree that Na- Nazem Kadri is there. I would actually agree that Jesper Bratt is pretty underrated. Mm hmm. I don't know why Miko Rantanen's here. I don't know why Brad Marshall. Yeah, I thought here. about I thought yeah. about that about Rantanen. Those don't make sense. Well, don't think so. Uh, Miko Rantanen's on the best line, one of the best lines in hockey. I think. Yeah, I, th- I, I think. think I think. I think we're all aware. <laughs> yeah, and trust me, Mar- Marshan isn't underrated. There are a lot of things he's, he is. His line is literally is not called, one of them. The line he's on is literally called the perfection line. I think. I think. I think we're fine. I think. I think good. everyone's. I think everyone's view of Brad Marshan is okay. Um, speaking of, he gave us at TNT probably one of the best moments of the year so far, uh, swearing on a hot mic. Yes. I don't know if you guys saw, um, but, uh, speaking of, like, players 
showing personality. I think one of the best things that TNT is like it brought in is that instead of a player like skating over to the bench for their pregame interview, they're mic'd up during their preseason pre pre game interview and then they're mic'd up throughout the whole game. Yeah. And so this week Boston played Montreal and we mic'd up Brad Marchand and we were talking to him. We the studio guys were talking to him. And um I view it as a we because we're all part of the Turner family. Um, and so they were interviewing him. And of course, it was Biz that asked him about like chirping and like getting people riled up. And he was like, yeah, you know, you have to be careful these days with everybody getting mic'd up and all the mics are on, whatever. He's like, you don't want to say something and be like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, see like that. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I didn't I was like, I don't want to like you, but that's funny. <laughs> but that's funny. That and when he got a hat trick, uh, someone threw a pink glittery cowboy hat onto the ice and he picked it up and gave it to the trainer because he wanted to keep it. So true. I would do that. Which I, I, same. I also thoroughly enjoyed that because there were so many hats thrown on the ice and then they just show him like skating around with the, <laughs> with the pink that cowboy one. hat. I was like, same. Um, but yeah, do we have anything else we want to bring up before we head out? I think that that was a solid little I ordered my dinner right before we started and my Chipotle has just arrived at my door. Wow. Um last tidbit, this is the first All-Star game that won't include Patrick Kane since 2008. Amen to that. I'm okay with that. We can make some steps forward. We'll take one step forward and then take five steps back when Evander Kane signs with Edmonton. I was going to say you take one step forward uh, with that and then Kodak Black just I, I I was about to say something. Maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I know I know what you're. I feel like we're. I feel like it can be in person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after our full circle moment, uh, that's it for us this week. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you really liked us, you can follow us on Twitter at Beauties Pod. Um. And yeah, if you're this is your first time listening, thank you. If it's your 37th time listening, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um, and uh, we love you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.